Welcome to a very heartfelt five heart podcast after the Nebraska Cornhuskers in their baseball season, losing six to two to those rotten, dirty sons of bitching motherfuckers from Arkansas. I don't really feel that bad about them. You forgot the word inbred. They're definitely. Oh, God. I'll tell you what. I'm going to make this joke and it's not going to be proper. They had equality behind home plate on their baseball field. And I'm guessing at that fucking place, equality meant everybody gets a 30-round clip. <laughs> Jeez. I just think it's <sighs> stupid they put Omahogs on their baseball like field. Like, like they think they're so special they're going to make it to Omaha this year. Like, they're – I mean, I was the one that tweeted that they have no chance that they win the World Series. You can't have cops throw 900 pitches and win the World Series. Keith Law from ESPN may come down there and physically stop cops from pitching if he was to throw 900 pitches. You know, that's that's not unusual, though. When when Van Horn was uh, down there, maybe it might have been his first or second year, and they made a College World Series run. He had a pitcher, Charlie somebody, hell, I don't remember. And he just pitched him and pitched him and pitched him. And, you know, all the, you know, the whoever was – doing the the broadcast they just were absolutely shocked that he you know was making him throw so doggone many pitches so i think his name was charlie pitch a lot that was his last name charlie pitch a lot yeah i you know here's here's the thing that gets me and a little bit about this whole thing is you know for the most part you know nebraska fans have had a good vibe for arkansas you know since van horn went down there um Omaha, you know, if, if Arkansas has made it to the College World Series, uh, the Omaha crowd has, has generally supported them, you know, thus the Omahogs. Uh, so there's, there's been, you know, a pretty good vibe. And, um, you know, the, the whole thing to me is still incredibly stupid that Nebraska ended up having to go down there and play. But, you know, and, and so we can sit here and bitch and whine and complain about that. It doesn't make a rat's ass bit of difference. But, you know, another one of our writers, Aaron, um, you know, he had made the comment, well, you know, look at it from the Arkansas side. You think they wanted Nebraska, you know, coming down to their regional? They had to think, hey, we're the number one seed in the country. What the hell are you sending Nebraska down here for? And, you know, after the game tonight, I was looking at Twitter on my drive back to the hotel, and uh, there were quite a few Arkansas fans that put tweets out there that were very respectful of the Nebraska baseball team. But I'll tell you what, you know, the, the way those assholes treated Mojo Hagee and all of that bullshit um, yesterday, uh, particularly in that uh, NJTI game or IT game or whoever they were, you know, that's garbage. And that's, that's put a bad taste in my mouth as far as Arkansas is concerned. I still have tremendous respect for Dave Van Horn. He made baseball important at Nebraska, but the hell with Arkansas. Screw them. I'm, I'm sick of them. Wow. There Todd, you usually the normal, gracious, old farty guy who's throwing the bang boom around. Well, you know, I didn't see the game tonight. I, I, was, um, I was watching my nephew play in uh, Cary, North Carolina. He's a catcher for uh, Central Missouri State Mules. And they played their second round game tonight against the 2019 Division II champions, Univer- or Tampa University, and they beat them eight to four. And uh, so it was uh, it was a fun night in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, but I was trying to pay attention to the Nebraska game all the way through it. And the assistant AD from uh, Central Missouri, he's a Nebraska baseball fan, so he and I were catching glimpses from time to time. But um, while I'm absolutely excited to know in for now my second favorite college baseball team, the central Missouri mules. Um, I'm, I'm just disappointed, really disappointed for Nebraska. So I'm going to say one word. Well, maybe it's two words. We're going to make it one word. And Keith, you can respond to it. Strike zone. Rome. Like the strike zone at the beginning of the game was actually good. Like, I didn't have any problem with Mattingly's strike zone. But, like, in, in, in general, I think this is a generalization of if the umpire feels that you have it as a pitcher, 
he's going to give you the corners more and, and he's going to be more flexible. And, and if he says you're locating that pitch and it's not, the pitch just ends up there. You're going to call the strike when buns came in because buns came in and he wasn't facing uh, their pinch hitter. Welch who hit the three run bomb. He was facing Opitz and Opitz actually flipped around. Opitz was batting from the left side. And when buns, the lefty came in, Opitz then started batting from the right side. But the 2-0 pitch to Opitz was a strike. And Cops got that pitch, called a strike. And then that pitch is a ball. That changes the whole damn at-bat. And the 3-0 pitch was a strike, too. I mean, it, it was maybe a fraction high, but he was giving that pitch to Povich because Povich was throwing that and was, was dotting the corner, dotting the eye. And he even gave Povich, I think Povich maybe his first or second strikeout. It was a low pitch. It was a pitch that maybe was two to three inches low, but he gave it to him and he punched him out. There is one thing that I do have to say based on every umpire in this regional is that, man, they really do have their strike three calls down. I mean, they're punching people out. It's not <laughs> bringing people up. It is a exercise of like, you're pulling the weight machine and like you need to try and actually punch someone and actually physically hurt them and see what you can do. Their umpiring is impressive on their punch out technique. Their strike zone technique I thought Kellen Levy had the worst strike zone of them all. Uh, Dave Van Horn even mentioned that the strike zone sucked. Uh, he did uh, Nebraska game one against Arkansas. Uh, they didn't even know where the strike zone was. Um, Arthur Thigpen had the game last night for Nebraska and Arkansas. Uh, Thigpen had a fine zone. Um, I'm maybe saying this because we won, but I don't think anyone even on the Arkansas side thought that the strike zone was moving. The strike zone was consistent. Tonight, the strike zone moved, and because Cops was on the mound, and they go, well, he's just dotting the I's and crossing T's. Cops didn't really have – Cops is a great pitcher. Don't get me wrong. But there was some shit that we swung at that it was like, what the fuck are we swinging at? We are swinging at balls that are not even starting on the plate, and we just look clueless. Matthews had a couple of bats where he just looked clueless. Um, and it's like – I mean, we have Logan Foster out there who's like supposed to be this great transfer A&M, and Foster's like – uh, like you can just throw three pitches and do whatever the hell you want. I mean, it was so starstruck of, of who we were facing. It was just, it was done. You, you had no chance. I oh, mean, don't, don't they? I mean, when Bryce, Bryce Matthews did not hit well and play, I mean, he played defense pretty well, but at bats were terrible. And especially in this last game, I mean, don't they send a guy out there and say, just don't swing. Don't they look at him and say, don't fucking swing this time. Don't swing don't at all. No. You know, last night, I, I watched the game last night, and, and you're right, Matthews has struggled a little bit in this whole regional. And, uh, you know, there was a point in time where, uh, you know, Bolt, there was – I don't know if the other team went out to talk to – Arkansas went out and talked to the pitcher or whatever, but I thought it was significant that, that uh, Bolt, you know, walked out of the dugout to talk with Matthews. He, you know, he's a freshman – it was uh, he's never played in that kind of atmosphere and in that kind of uh, setting. And, and he was off, he was, he was off. And apparently he was off still tonight, which is unfortunate, you know, and something, something I'll just toss out again, you know, I, I didn't see the game to the extent that you guys did, but um, you know, the atmosphere down there in that ballpark uh, very easily can have an influence on not only players who have never played in that kind of environment, but, you know, on the umpires, you know, Keith is talking about how their punch out technique, you know, uh, when I, when I, when I hear stuff like that without even without seeing it, but when I hear stuff, you know, my images of these guys at home practicing their technique in front of the mirror and think about it when they have 11,000 fans screaming at the top of their lungs I mean, just think of the control that they have over that audience, over those spectators, when they get to, you know, exhibit that <clears throat> punch out and uh, on that third strike, hell, they're gods, you know? So that, uh, wait, what you're saying is that if I had 11,000 people screaming for me to pull my pants down, I would have a tendency to pull my pants down way more than normal. You know what? That is exactly what I'm saying, because there is no doubt in my mind, John Johnston, if you were standing at home plate in front of 11,000 fans that were screaming, drop your drawers, drop your drawers. There is no question in my mind that 
you would drop your pants in front of all of them. No, and I John, would do it repeatedly. John, can we can we see your punch out technique? I need to see your strike three. <laughs> I don't know how to do. <laughs> wow, you know that's something I expected, like Rutgers or something like that. Rutgers, <laughs> that's like that level. I mean, I didn't get a practice. I'll practice in front of Amir for next imagine year. These guys, you, you pull them from going to like Rutgers, where they average what forty fans if it's not Nebraska, and now you have four hundred times that, three hundred times that at at Arkansas, and you're like, how the hell are you supposed to umpire a game where you go from 40 fans to 11,000? I mean, amazing. You, you know, and I, there's no point in bemoaning it, but I've got on the Oregon LSU game for a trip to the Super Regional. I'm looking at it, and Oregon's got a beautiful baseball stadium. They don't have 500 people there, you know? No. And so when they start talking about these regional assignments, you know, it was, it was mentioned early on that if you look at it the way that it was seeded out, that meant Nebraska was a 32nd seed, you know, to go into yeah. Arkansas. There's now, the no bullshit, way. The bullshit is that they don't seed one through 64. They seed one through 16, and then they do it based on travel. Because the NCAA thinks of baseball as being a cheap sport. They don't want to pay for these people to go on a plane and have to do something. They don't want to put you on your shitty Sun Country airline and fly them all over the country. They want to put you on a bus. And, okay, is Fayetteville really six hours from, from Lincoln? Oh, it's more than six. Seven hours. I looked it up. I, I, I have no idea. I've never driven Fayetteville to Lincoln. The first south I ever went was. Well, how far is Baton Rouge from Eugene, Oregon? <laughs> See, but it's go, more than seven hours unless you're stoned but like who who could you have put like lsu who who could they have done what could they have done with lsu could they have put him in uh Rouston? yeah but why do you want to reward a three seed in lsu with basically going what two hours i mean yeah. someone's got to go out west i personally i mean sending nebraska to, to arkansas was a, a shit thing to do but you get it from the regional travel standpoint. The only other logical place that wasn't logical would to make them be bused to Notre Dame, but Notre Dame had three relatively good. I mean, you could have put Nebraska as the two in Notre Dame, and then you would have moved UConn, uh, but you have Michigan at Notre Dame, and Michigan and Notre Dame made too much sense, and you yeah. can't have Big Ten teams. You I know mean, what really made sense was putting a team from Boston and a team from New Jersey into the same regional. <laughs> Uh, that actually made sense because I mean, shit, I bet the NCAA is cheap and the NCAA probably said, Hey, go fly a plane, go start in New Jersey or go start in Boston, pick up the team in New Jersey and fly together on one plane because we just don't give a <laughs> we're cheap. They used to do that. They used to put multiple teams on the same plane. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. They do it all the time because they go, if you have two teams in a, in a relatively similar area, they'll bust you to the same airport because the NCAA is cheap. We got to pay Mark Emmerich, and then we got to pay all the lawsuits we're facing because we're absolutely fucked. <laughs> I mean, this is what they do. I know it. Um, I know I was talking to my nephew, and some I've gotten to know some of these people from Central Missouri, and at least at Division Two, if you had to travel more than eight hours, then you flew, and the NCA paid paid your travel cost if it was over eight hours. So um, the vast majority of the teams that are here in Cary. Um, you know, obviously traveled over eight hours and all flew in here. Um, but you can, you know, there's, this is not division one. It's not division one, but it's, it's, it's very good baseball. And it's a, they play on a beautiful field and a nice little complex, but um, they're, they, these kids are not pampered in any way, shape or form. There's, you know, there's, there's not a lot of uh, stuff, you know, given to them, but uh you know, then you what, think, what do they have for food? Are they eating McDonald's? Uh, the, they, they had Jimmy John's after the game last night. There we go. All the NCAA bullshit. Yeah. Jimmy John's after <laughs> the game last night. And um, I think they had pizza tonight um, back at the hotel when they, you know, brought them back to the hotel. It was waiting for them. But um, yeah, that, there's the NCAA for you. I, I don't know. You know, I guess it's, it's, 
Go ahead, Keith. If, if we can just complain about the NCAA, I think the whole idea of when they went and said, we're going to max capacity 50% at the regionals and, and we, we are going to follow local health guidelines and do whatever we want to do. And then they said, the gloves are off. Nothing matters. 100%. We don't care how many people show up. Go with whatever. And, and, and we don't care. If we're okay to say we don't give a shit about how many people show up, then why do we give a shit about 20 pre-selected sites? I mean, why, why should we stop at, well, we don't give a shit about how many people. So why do we give a shit where it is? Because the RPI was screwed from the beginning. Thank you, Kevin Warren. We were never going to do well on that. But from, from a geographic perspective, uh, Nebraska was a more deserving host site um, than, for instance, Old Dominion did not bid to host but got sent to South Carolina. South Carolina didn't deserve the host. I'm sorry, you go 500 in the SEC, you're not impressive. Get the hell out of here. That's not impressive. You don't have any hitting, and look, you lose. Um, Louisiana Tech, I didn't have a problem with them hosting. I would have rather seen Gonzaga host. It was impressive to see someone out west. I mean, yeah, they got absolutely curb stomped by San Diego in their last series, and that's probably why they didn't host. But at some point, it's going to be easy to be in the south and have a high RPI. Look, LSU, LSU had what, 13 SEC wins and had an RPI in the mid-20s because they played uh, people with a high winning percentage and played a tough tough strength of schedule because most of those SEC teams are playing Southern or Houston Baptist or McNeese. I mean, schools that, I mean, Rice sucked this year. I mean, they just fired their coach. Hilarious, by the way, that Tracy Smith just got canned at, our, at uh, Arizona State. The guy who, you know, the smug bastard of Kyle Schwarber, still remember him absolutely hitting nukes against Nebraska. Great times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's fun to see him get fired. And everyone – Everyone seemed to hate him in, in Arizona. It is apparently they did, yes. Shit. Yeah. But in, in a in a non-pandemic world, Nebraska, I think, probably gets a 16 seed, but that's also assuming that you play a non-conference schedule. And and who knows what a non-conference schedule is going to be the this last year. I mean, I don't even remember. We were gonna no, we had finished the home and home with Baylor, right? Or were we were supposed to go play Baylor again. Um, I think we were supposed to go to Arizona State. I don't know. We were going to play challenging people, and we were going to find out who we were and if we were good. Instead, we got to start with Purdue. And think, we lost that first game to Purdue in fashion. I mean, well, we out hit them 15 to like 10, and uh, their catcher walks us off. I mean, but then we win three out of four against Purdue and we're off and running. Hilarious how baseball starts. Well, I, you know, it, it's unfortunate that it ended the way that it did. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, when, when the dust clears and people reflect a little bit, um, it was a hell of a season for Nebraska. It, it really was. It's unfortunate. You know, that what, what's unfortunate for me and what's going to leave the bad taste in my mouth is what I've already mentioned. You know, the, the way that the, the Arkansas crowd um, treated, treated the team. And, and that, that disgusts me. Um, but, you know, what an attitude by the team and the players. I mean, you know, they went down there against the number one ranked team in the country. And um, they fought and they, and, they, and, and they, you know, just ground and ground away. And, you know, they, um, they, they played uh, tough, hard-nosed baseball. And... It, you know, I, I'd like to think that um, things are going to, uh, you know, are on the uptick for Nebraska. Um, you know, the, the, the way that this team played this year and the philosophy that Will Bolt has brought to the program excites me. Um, it's going to be, I'm, I'm curious of, you know, those guys that are eligible to come back, which ones do. Um, but I'm going to trust in Will Bolt. He found some players that he brought in you know, that made this team better, better. Chance Roach was one, definitely one. And, um, you know, who's he going to pick up and, and be able to bring in that will help the team next year? 
I'm excited for him. And, and I love this brand of baseball. I love the style of baseball that this team is playing right now. Um, it's not that Hallmark would lead the team in home runs. Absolutely. I would have never thought Hallmark would lead the team in home runs. That's just crazy. And it, it just doesn't even make sense to me. You know, when you look at some of the guys that are hitting behind him. Um, and like Hallmark's home runs usually aren't cheap. They're not pull jobs. Like, I mean, he's tanking them to center. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've ever seen someone hit so many balls 400 feet and so many balls four feet. I mean, <laughs> that, that's the impressive thing. Yeah. It's either one or the other. I mean, it, he has a couple in between, but for being such a blazer, it's like, I mean, he actually has legit power. Well, and he doesn't, he, he also doesn't have your um, prototypical home run hitter swing. You know, he isn't, he, he doesn't have that pretty swing with all that extension. Um, he, he generates a lot of bat speed, just whipping that old thing through the strike zone. He kind of reminds like me of Gary Sheffield, but it's not a Gary Sheffield because it, it's not as much swing, but like it just, it, it, it works somehow. And I'm not sure how. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Roscoe's home run swing tonight. I mean, he knew what was coming and he tanked the thing. I mean, that thing was, was rocketed. I mean, yeah. that was a pretty swing. And you look at all of the home runs Nebraska hit yesterday against Engit, and you go, did any of them actually look that pretty? Uh, I mean, uh, I think, hell, most of them looked – of course, a home run to center is not going to be usually the sexiest-looking swing. But, I mean, Chick didn't really look sexy on an inside-the-park home run. Bryce Matthews, you go, how did you hit a home run? He has, like, sneaky power when he actually hits something and actually, yeah. like, can see the pitcher. But – he has a hard time picking up pitches. It's a lot easier to pick up a 75-mile-an-hour fastball, too, yeah. against the guy who was in engineering class last week. <laughs> Did you guys see the video of the NCAA baseball guy answering the question, was Nebraska punished, was the Big Ten punished for playing, a non -con playing no non-conference games? And he said yes, basically, without saying yes. He said, maybe he said, he said, maybe. And then he just went on. You know what I mean? He, he made a joke about sorry to be so definitive. And then he went on to answer like a politician where he spoke a lot and didn't really say anything. Basically, the gist of the rest of his comments was, well, somebody's got to play him. But I mean, there it was. Approval rating. Do you think do you think the NCA has a higher approval rating or Congress? Which one do you think? <laughs> like it has do you think the NCA has done anything really right for these people? I mean not not for anyone in particular, but as a whole for sport fans, has the NCA actually advanced what we want as sports fans or have they just basically given you the bare minimum and continue to suck year after year after year? Do we give them any points because there was a pandemic? No. No, they showed no leadership through this. No, they didn't, did they? No. There was, I, honest to God, all this fucking bullshit about we care about the welfare of student athletes is just a tagline. It's a bumper sticker. Yeah. It's something they have to say care. as a mantra. If they care, wear they wear a t-shirt so they get a job. And prevent people from earning money. They wouldn't yeah. be fighting. I mean, I'm going to sound like some, like, people in Nebraska I think I'm going to be like some, like, left-wing liberal nut. And, like, uh, I mean, whatever. Nebraska has their own interest in people. But if, if you provide a service to someone and these people are providing a service to the university, you should be able to monetize your service. I'm sorry. If you want to go sign a million-dollar contract to go play football as a, as a college kid and, and we decide that's legal, we're just removing the bag man and telling you where the money comes from. We're not changing anything. We're just changing who the check comes from. It doesn't come from uh, Sean in a McDonald's parking lot in a Lambo with $100 bills at, on Friday night at 11 o'clock. It comes from the University of Alabama. And, oh, Old Miss got a bunch of money? Oh, well, Nick Saban's going to not be as good. What a shame. The hey, you're, you're, supposed to save, you're supposed to save this. You'll be joining us for our meal conversation next week oh, or in the next few oh, days. All right, we were picked to finish eighth in this league. And when I interviewed, uh, who was it, Patrick Ebert from D D1 Baseball, he said basically 
they they picked them eighth because they didn't know. They didn't know anything about the pitching staff. They didn't. They knew that they well, had some good the players coming specifically. He said the the offense has got a hit. The pitching staff is a question. Yeah. No one knew who the hell our arms were. You have Roach, who was what was that Western Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Year? New Mexico I mean, State or somebody like that. Yeah, you have Shanneman, who who started last year a couple in the pandemic year, but he didn't look really sharp. But then he looked sharp in, in fall ball and and when he was playing summer ball last year, when they actually had summer ball. And then you had uh, you had Povich coming back, and they go. Well, we don't know who's in the bullpen. And then you have Schwellenbach throwing 95, 98 miles an hour. And it's like, oh, well, we have a couple of answers. But Nebraska, throughout the beginning of the year, their bullpen really changed. Because do you remember week one? It was Braxton Bragg. I mean, Bragg uh, had a good outing against Purdue. Mm-hmm. And then he followed that up with another good outing, I think, against is either Ohio State. Is in that pot against Ohio State and uh, – Iowa. Yeah. And then Bragg started getting schlacked, like absolutely schlacked. And what we threw in a cleanup duty against and jet. And that was all he got. I mean, he got yeah. a one, two, three inning, but then Cody Frank was really a, we don't know who this guy is. I mean, he came on out of nowhere. Uh, Buns was our fourth starter. Then we're like, no, oh, he's pretty good in a relief role. I mean, who else am I forgetting about? Schreiber, Schreiber had a rough start, but then he kind of picked it up. I mean, okay, I not to rip on Max Schreiber, but well, people say he has a pro ball potential. I do not see pro ball potential in that guy at all. I mean, I am sorry. He is a depth piece, and Nebraska's like, we've developed him so much. That is so full of shit. The guy still gets absolutely shelled at least once every like two weeks. There is no, no, no sugarcoating that bullshit. Emmett Olson. Okay, that's a good one. He, he honestly, I think we're trying to get him to start next year. I don't know about what Todd's opinion is, but he honestly, Todd, you got an opinion on Emmett Olson? Well, I, I think Emmett Olson, I think Emmett Olson has a lot of potential, but you know, here's a kid that they stroll out there against Michigan when, you know, in essence to clean things up and he's, he's moving uh, yeah. real good. And then all of a sudden back to back gives up back to back home runs, you know, I forgot he got kind of slacked against Michigan, but, but he's young. He'll learn, you know, here's, I think Emmett Olsen has a next driver too. And he never learned. Yeah. I, I don't, I think he's got, you know, I, I don't know. It's to me, it, okay, so is Povich eligible to come back? Could Povich? Yes. Povich is only a junior. Povich is a draft eligible junior. Okay, he's draft eligible junior. Okay, if if Povich is back, and if Kyle Perry, you know, develops arms, you know, if he comes back, you know, and develops his arm strength, I'll take those two starters anytime. Um, you got who's two. your closer to replace Schellenbach? Well, Schwelvich, be that guy. Uh, Gomez. Be, before we go here, uh, all tournament team just came across the email. Uh, Griffin Everett, all tournament team catcher. Luke Roscom, all tournament team first base. Uh, Bryce Matthews made the all tournament team. You got to be shitting me. Um, Joe Acker, all tournament team. And Spencer Schwellenbach, all tournament team. Most valuable player, Kevin Copps, Arkansas. Uh, you really got to be shitting me. We really put Bryce Matthews on the all-tournament team. He played good defense. I, he had an error yesterday against Inja. We, we can't. Yeah, nobody cared about that game past the fourth inning. It became sad. Did you watch it? Oh, that game was great. Those no, it cool. was sad. It was really sad. You watched yeah, it, the New Jersey guys, and it looked really just sad. They were sad. The center fielder ran himself into the fucking outfield wall twice. Yeah, I mean, okay. they put a warning track if, there. He's if probably you thinking combine, if you about combine. quantum mechanics when he's trying to chase down a ball and mashed himself into the wall twice. If you combine injets, center injets, like outfielder, left fielder, right fielder, and center fielder with Minnesota's infield, you might have possibly the worst baseball team I've ever seen assembled. <laughs> I mean, 
that was come on those guys from njit are gonna make a lot of money someday okay what else do we have what else do we have uh well todd bought a good point that gomez is coming back next year coming back from tommy john surgery colby uh, gomez yeah yeah if, colby if he... gomez you know i thought maybe he would pitch tonight just to give up another three-run tank job uh jake <laughs> Bunce did that for him um I mean, I, I, but you got to admit, in Will Bold's second year, we have gone somewhere where Darren Erstead never had us at. And I mean, we never made the NCAA regional final. I no. mean, Erstead had us, what, like two pitches away against Oklahoma State, and we just never made it because, well, yeah, that happened. But we made a regional final, we forced a winner take all game. It's like, these steps take the players change, but the steps take years and it's nothing that's going to be fast. And you look, you look at what's coming back in the big 10 next year, Indiana is going to have some guys who can pitch. And for them, it's all about, they got to find someone to damn hit. They can't all just have Cole Barr and Richardson. I think Richardson graduates. Um, but, and you go, what the hell happened to Ohio state? Ohio state was supposed to have the big 10 pitcher of the year. That didn't happen. Uh, there, oh, who's there? Who's Ohio State's good? Lonsway. Lonsway was supposed to be like first round draft pick, and he gets absolutely shelled. I mean, you have Northwestern, who absolutely is hitting absolute tank jobs. And this is another valid point. I don't know. Arkansas's ballpark may be very beautiful, very nice. They need to move the fences back 10 to 15 feet. <laughs> that place, that place just seems to play like. It is, it is ungodly friendly for offense, and their hitters were swinging for the fences, and and the home runs they hit were not cheap. But you go, how do you hit so many damn home runs? Well, you play in a park like that. You put that same team, and you have them hit the same balls in Omaha. They're going to hit half the home runs they hit. Yeah, and and that honestly is the number one reason why I don't think they're going to win if they make it to Omaha. Their offense will run into the park, and the park will eat their offense alive. I mean, and they have Wicklander. Wicklander was a good pitcher, and cops, and and they will get singled and doubled to death by by some random team like Oregon or uh, Stanford or whatever. They will they will not they can't do it. They can't. Their offense doesn't work. Home runs are fun until you can't do it. And then it's just not fun. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 stadium in Omaha will neutralize a lot of that. It, it will. And you know, another team that I think you know to keep keep an eye on is is going to be Mississippi State. Um, you know, I I don't know how things all shook out in the Southeast Conference. I wasn't paying that close of attention, but watching them play the last couple of days. Um, they're an aggressive team, and uh, they got some pitching. So they, you know, that might be kind of interesting. They have to play in the regional final. Pardon? Do you know who they had to play in the regional final? Uh, God, I watched it earlier today, <laughs> and I'm drawing a blank on who it Southern was. Southern Miss? No. Um, it was Ole Miss. But, um, it, I, I want to say that uh, Mississippi State had. No, no regional is easy, but Mississippi State was handed one of the easier regionals from a perspective of who they had to play. I mean, you also look at it on paper. Guess who else was handed an insanely easy regional? Uh, Florida. Florida. <laughs> and, and what does Florida do? Florida gets absolutely slacked by South Alabama. Oh, and, and the sad thing about Florida is, I don't know about, they spent $60, $70 million on a new baseball field. And they're at 40% capacity. Not, not like they're required to have 40% fans. No, they could sell every ticket. No one wants to go to Florida baseball because the team is such a disappointment and they're the preseason number one and you go, we suck. We're not going to win. We're just not going to show up. <laughs> and now, now you have South Florida is coming out of that regional. South Florida beat um, South Alabama to win that regional today. And South Florida now gets to go to Texas. Um, and what a joke. Mississippi State. Okay, wait. Let's Campbell. go back to us. Campbell. 
You know what you miss, Todd? The fighting you know what you miss? Campbell, the fighting Campbells, the yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> okay, back to us. What are we talking about about us? We're we're going to talk about the ESPN crew. Oh, God! <laughs> you know the guys from Connecticut, the one that was you know what, you know, you know what was mean about the baseball game, Todd? Tell me. Uh, they possibly talked about Nebraska for five or six minutes. During a three-hour broadcast, you felt I mean, like Nebraska was not part of a Power Five conference. You felt like we were like, it's like we were out of the Big South, or or the MEAC. You felt like the Big Ten in baseball wasn't a conference. It's like it's like March Madness, where like Wright State is going to win, and you're like, who the fuck is that? And it's embarrassing because these people are like Nebraska. We didn't think they were going to win. Fuck them. We're not going to do any kind of announcing for them. It's like, we don't give a shit. Fuck Nebraska. And and I have to say this. I do not know anything about Arkansas as a school, but they maybe need to take a class. Instead of taking inbreeding 202, they need to take how, in their journalism school, how to follow the fucking ball. Like, literally, like, they will hit a, a ground ball. <laughs> And they will be skating at some girl's boobs, and the ball is over there in the opposite side, and <laughs> no one sees shit. And you go, "What happened?" No one knows. And you go, "A plus, we found the titties." I mean, that's what it is. Hey, yesterday's game, yesterday's game, the color guy was kept on. He on and on was about. These Arkansas hitters are going to wake up, blast that ball out of here, blow this game open, and it never happened, you know, and we won. And then today, it's you know, they finally got their three-run shot to put the game away, but it wasn't like we got beat 19-2, to and yet you you got that constant feeling. You know, know, the only thing we didn't hear about was whose roommate was somebody else, and that was really (laughs) just... I do think we do... Share something in common with Arkansas, though. Do you want to know what I think we share in common with Arkansas? Oh, my God, what? Venereal disease? No, I think we all fucking hate Brett Bielema. <laughs> I mean... I love Brett Bielema. Arkansas thinks that that guy sucks. We absolutely hate him. I mean, uh, I think that that is the one match that is made in heaven between Nebraska and Arkansas. No, that's... Yeah. I'm I thought sure we loved Dave Van Horn. We don't love Dave Van Horn anymore. Oh, I love Dave Van Horn. I will always. Sure, you would, Todd. Yes. What about you, Keith? How old is Dave Van Horn? 65, maybe. When the hell is he going to retire? When he wins a national title. Never. (laughs) I mean, seriously, you have to have, I mean, as, as a national title team, Nebraska did not win tonight, but Nebraska was built as a better team to win a national title than Arkansas is. Because, I mean, from a pitching standpoint, Nebraska had a deeper pitching staff. They had multiple guys that they trusted. I mean, Arkansas went with cops, and in the World Series, that will work out because you can have the off days in between. But if if Arkansas is forced into – an elimination game, how much do you have to use cops and come back to the elimination bracket? Because that Plus, did, we offense, just, did we just blow his arm up anyway? Probably. He probably needs Tommy John. I just, I mean, I'm in amazement. Last year was the pandemic, but he had an 8.18 ERA. How the hell did this guy get so good? Like, did we look for substances in his glove? Is he doing a Trevor Bauer? Like, <laughs> Have we tested him for PEDs? Like, there is something that is not right about this guy. <laughs> Satanic like, worship. I mean, you can do a lot with your mechanics, but I'm pretty sure that he's like pine tarring or uh, like sunscreening, probably doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you, what do you think? Uh, this, we're going to finish this with this. Let's say that Omaha beats NC or uh, Arkansas, Arkansas beats NC State and make it to Omaha. 
what honestly do you think they'll be welcome with open arms like they were in the past? I don't, I don't know how much this is blown up on social media. I know there's been some of it out there, but you know, for many Nebraskan baseball fans and, and then just Nebraska fans in general, Mojo Hagee has been kind of the darling of the program. You know, I, I'm not going to necessarily say that he was my darling, um, but um, he has, and he's an Omaha boy. And if nothing else, the, the Omaha college baseball uh, fandom, if you will, the college world series people, those folks are smart baseball fans. They pay attention. And I think that there'll be, I think that there'll be some people who um, are not going to look upon Arkansas real favorably. And, um, you know, I spend a lot of time in the parking lots up there. I have over the years, you know, before games and, and between games and stuff, tailgating. And Okay. Thank God you added tailgating because yes. I was thinking, what? <laughs> you know, a little work on the side, you know, whatever, I, you know, but um, – you know, the Arkansas people always carry themselves with a little bit of arrogance that um, is yeah, related to the Clintons. Duh. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I, 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 not, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people will be okay with them because they have been their fan, you know, one of the fan favorites. But I, it's, it's going to shock me if there isn't some pushback because of the way a lot of those fans behaved. I think it depends who they play to. I mean, the, right. the, uh, I believe the potential who they would face in the first, uh, if Arkansas was to win their super, they would win, assuming uh, Stanford's up right now, they would, w- they would face the winner of the Texas tech Stanford regional um, or super regional. And I think, uh, Nebraska would rather see Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, most most Nebraska people would rather see Texas Tech absolutely shit stomp Arkansas after this uh, this weekend than see Arkansas win. Stanford, you go. Are you a darling? Um, are you uh, West Coast? Do we feel bad for you? Are we going to adopt you? Now, if uh, if uh, I think it's Long, who who's playing Stanford right now? Is it Long Beach? Or uh, it's not long. It's UC Irvine, I think. Or if UC Irvine, Irvine, you're right. Yeah. If Irvine comes back and somehow makes it to World Series and gets to play Arkansas, oh, Nebraska's going to be all over Irvine because it's small college and and you're going to have fan. It's like how people like Coastal Carolina. What was that four years ago? And right. people Coastal Carolina yeah. fans. It was easy to Stony read. Brook. Stony Brook, same thing. Fresno State, same thing. You, you root for these small schools of they may not put a lot of money into their programs, but you know it means a lot for the kids. And the kids, it's not to say that kids that go to Nebraska or Arkansas have a ego or arrogance about them or any school down south, but the kids that it's harder for them to climb the mountain. And when they're almost at the top of the mountain, it's a lot easier for you to give them a push over the mountain. You, you root for them. And I mean – I think uh, to me, it's going to be like it will be like two separate stadiums if Arkansas gets to Omaha. I think the the reserve seating is a very educated fan base on most occasions, and is very keenly aware. The bleacher people don't give a shit; they're drunk. I mean, they could give two dams about who's going to win and who who's playing. They they will probably ask the the left fielder, right fielder, right hand for tits, left hand for ass. Like and they'll be playing games. They'll be throwing beach balls. I mean, it it will be it will be like usual. And you know what? It'll be great for Omaha to be back to usual. You'll have baseball going on. You'll have swim trials. You have senior PGA. I mean, who gives a shit about golf? I mean, I suck. Can't hit a golf ball. But you have all these events. And if Arkansas makes it, they're not winning. So who gives a shit? And when cops loses, I will. Grab, go grab your Twitter and be like, yo, cop sucks. You didn't win. And now the, the one thing that not to go back to it, he's a senior, redshirt senior. 
it will be vastly interesting to me who the hell actually drafts him. Because number one, the mileage on his arm is high. And number two, he has no leverage. He can't return to school to go get a bigger signing bonus. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, what are they going to offer him? 10 grand and say, well, if you don't sign with us, sucks. Like, it, it's like he may not get a big bonus at all. And someone may draft him like in the second or third round and be like, we're going to give you 100 grand and we're going to save over a million dollars towards our draft pool. And they're going to be like, we're exploiting the shit out of your college labor. Sucks for you, sucker. I mean, but that's just my two cents. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Mojo Haggy for a moment. Okay. Okay. The thing with Mojo Haggy, the thing with Mojo Haggy is the rumor was he flipped off the Arkansas fans during the New Jersey Institute of Technology game. And here's the thing. We have America with everybody's carrying cell phones. There are photographers all over that field. There are cameras everywhere. There are media people. You, there was no actual proof. There was nobody had a photo of this. Nobody had anything other than a guy tweeting on putting a tweet out. And apparently the Arkansas fans went after his mother. And she well, shut they- her Twitter account in private. This, this isn't the first time where fans have just picked out a player on the other team and they, you know, do real quick searches to find, you know, personal information on them. And then they really go out. I mean, they knew the name of his sisters. They knew what his parents did for occupations. You know, they dug all this stuff up. And they also they, went after him in the parking lot, supposedly. Say what? They went after him in the parking lot. Like Arkansas fans, like, actually tried to get physically involved with him when he was boarding the team bus and uh, police had to intervene in that one. Holy I didn't God. know that part. That's pretty I shit. Find, hold on. I'm going to, you'll hear a typing sound on my keyboard. Let me see uh, if I can find the tweet about that. There, there was a tweet about that. Um, of, of, uh, that he was uh, approached uh last night after the game. I'll continue while I'm continue searching for this. Yeah, Todd, this is where you fill in the dead air. You. Uh, yeah, you know, it's I guess to to say that um, oh, you know, no player deserves that. And um, the, the fans aren't entitled you know, to, to treat people like that either. And, you know, the whole, I don't know. I've just got a bad taste in my mouth about this because fans have been acting just like assholes ever since they started opening events up after COVID. I mean, you know, you got them chucking bottles at NBA players and, and you know, running out on the court after them. And um, that was uh, what I saw on SportsCenter this morning about, the fan behavior at that soccer game last night between Mexico and USA. I mean, they acted like they were in Eastern Europe. I mean, it was just horrible, but you know, again, some idiots out there decided, okay, we're going to pick on Mojo Hagi and we're going to make his life miserable. And that's bullshit. That is bullshit. Um, I just, I don't know. If that's the way they're going to do it in the SEC, well, go start your own fucking country and get the hell out <laughs> of we could do? We could, we could insult Arkansas fans for the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, I did, I've been doing short reaction YouTube videos, and the, the comments from the Arkansas fans are, you know, they're, they're pretty uh, – respectful they're pretty complimentary but i mean they always are after you you lose to them okay keith let it go yeah we'll move on now if i find i'm sending it to you is there anything else you guys want to add before we're done because you need to go to bed you're up late you're old keith (laughs) yeah i got a my new house has to get a new water meter installed tomorrow morning uh, supposedly that broke, and you know the township has to come on and fix it. <laughs> I now live in the same county as University of Michigan. 
which means my taxes are royally fucked. As in, hi. And boy, did that suck ass. Don't worry, though. I'll be a free place to stay whenever anyone wants to come see us play Michigan and get destroyed 42 to 7. Oh, that those those days are over. But that's a different podcast. This episode uh, well, is coming to an end. Todd, you got anything else? No, I'll just uh, uh, I'll just wrap it up. I'll, I'm going to shout out again to the Central Missouri Mules, and uh, I hope that uh, they get a win Thursday night. That'll put them in the national championship game. And it's um, it. It's been a lot of fun following this team this year. And, and uh, you know, when you've got a vested interest in it, too, that makes it enjoyable. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, baseball is baseball, and, and I love to watch baseball. And uh, it doesn't matter who's playing. I'm disappointed Nebraska's season is over. But uh, we'll get past that, and I'll pick somebody in the Super Regional that I'll follow through to the College World Series. We'll figure out who that is when they're all, when they're all finished up. So I have, you can bring I have it up later. One last thing to show you all: check out the chat and let me know what you think of that picture of Mojo Haggy. It might be my favorite picture of Mojo Haggy I've ever seen. That one was posted <laughs> by an Arkansas fan, and that one I think should go down in the Hall of Fame for Mojo Haggy. That will be my favorite. Is that an actual photo of Mojo Haggy? I believe that is an actual photo of Mojo Haggy, and as as the man crush of Nebraska baseball, uh, that is one of the best photos I've ever seen in my life. It makes me happy. It gives me warm, fuzzy feelings. I love this team. This team did awesome. Uh, thank you, Spencer Schwellenbach, for only two years and a fraction because COVID-19 robbed you of being another great first-round draft pick. And go make your millions. And don't be like Kevin Copps and have your arm fall off in the middle of the College World Series. <laughs> okay, we're going to end there. This has been the Five Hard Cop Podcast uh, reaction after the lost Arkansas and ending the baseball season. Fucking shit. Yeah, fuck this shit. Let's go to bed. Fuck. <laughs> go to bed. Go Big Red. <laughs>